The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, uh, and I am joined today by my co-host, Trey Hill, but also by a new friend, another friend, uh, well, an old friend, a new old friend, Stephen Bagel uh, of the NBA Eagle Pod- podcast and the Bird Rights podcast. Stephen, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, guys. I'm excited to be here to, you know, talk All-Stars trade deadline, you know, that's my specialty, so I'm excited to be here to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Bird Rights, if you haven't got, haven't checked it out, guys, um, it is a show about the front office aspect of the NBA, which is really unique, um, definitely fun. I went on there and talked about the Bulls a little bit with Steven. Um, it's a great podcast. You also check it out, part of the Sports Ethos ne- Network. Uh, and while I'm on Sports Ethos, listeners, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I want to talk about briefly, though, guys, before we get started on any trade deadline stuff. I do want to talk about the all-star selection because we did just get, obviously, um, you know, the all-star starters uh, for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And obviously, no surprise to any of us Bulls fans, but DeMar DeRozan uh, is the lead guard. He got the most votes uh, getting in there uh, for the Eastern Conference. And then um, Zach Levine finished behind Trey Young. So Trey Young was the second vote getter. So the starters are going to be DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young. In the backcourt, uh, Mr. Trey, I'm going to throw it to you, man. What do you think? Are you, you think? Uh, do you think that's right? <laughs> Let me put it that. I way. mean, I agree with Charles Barkley. It should have been Zach and Demar starting for the East, in my opinion. But you know, I might be biased. I am a Bulls fan. That's true. So, uh, Stephen, any any thoughts on the on that selection process there? Do you think that uh, Zach Levine should be considered a snub? You know, I actually did an episode on the NBA goal last night um, reacting to the starters being announced and then giving my reserve picks with my fiance. Mm-hmm. And we actually both said Zach Levine should be starting alongside DeRozan over Trey Young due to the fact that the Hawks at the time were five games under 500. I know they won tonight. Right. But I think it's funny that, you know, the Bulls kind of submit it. I'm pretty sure teams submit the positions of what positions they want the players to be considered. So mm. I think ironic or fun, uh, I guess a little funny that the Bulls put DeRozan as a guard. Yeah. You know, that the guards are much weaker than the front court. Well, there's Giannis, KD, and Embiid. So 
hey, I mean, he he was the Cesar guard, so I absolutely think he should be starting. But in mm-hmm. reality, I think he should have been the Cesar forward. This into- he hasn't really played guard this year. Right. Yeah. It, it's a little weird that they listed uh, DeRozan as a as a guard, but I didn't know that that the um, it was actually the Bulls that probably put him as a guard. Uh, so that's a little bit of shooting yourself in the foot then. So maybe they deserved a little bit of a snub there. But I, I have all the faith in the world that Zach Levine's going to be named a reserve. I think if there's any sports sports book out there that's offering, you know, even anywhere near reasonable odds for Zach Levine to make the all-star team, you should go take that bet. Um, because I, I just don't see a world in which a guy that, uh, you know, is averaging 24.9 points per game, uh, 4.3 assists, uh, you know, on effective field goal shooting of, of 56.8%. I, I just don't see how that guy doesn't make the all-star game. Right, Trey? Oh, yeah. I don't even think that's up for debate. Yeah. Um, and I know the players, I've got the results in front of me. The players actually did vote um, Zach Levine ahead of Trey Young. So that's a little bit more. I, I would actually, um, if I'm snubbed and I'm Zach Levine, I actually wouldn't feel too bad because uh, my peers, man, my peers told me I am the second best guard behind my teammate, who is DeMar DeRozan. So uh, I don't think you have to feel too bad. To round out the Eastern Conference starters, you also got Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid, um, all deserving, I would say. Kevin Durant, obviously injured, so we'll have to see how that works out. Um, he'll probably be replaced, I would think, but it'd be uh, a forward, so it wouldn't be Zach Levine. I know I saw that on Twitter, so I was like, oh, they're going to replace Kevin Durant with Zach Levine. That's not going to happen because it's got to be forward uh, eligible person, I do believe. They're just going to move DeMar up to his actual forward <laughs> yeah, spot. His, yeah. There you go. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll move him to the forward spot so that uh, Zach and Trey Young can play. I do like Trey Young though. I mean, not to take anything away from Trey. I think um, you know he's a fantastic young player. Um, but yeah, like like Stephen was saying, that uh, record for the Hawks. Let me go look it up right now. Twenty three and twenty five. So they're still under five hundred. Um, and I know that's you know we we talk about All Star game. It's more like a, an individual accolade, but uh, team record definitely has something to do with it, right? I think so, don't you, Steven? Yeah, I mean, we see every year the top, you know, the one seed, the two seed, the three seed, the Bucks every year get Giannis and Chris Middleton. Typically, you know, coaches reward winning when selecting the reserves and usually give the higher seeds at least two guys. The Warriors, for example, are probably going to get three guys now that Wiggins was um, right. selected as a starter. So typically guys are reward, or teams are rewarded for winning and getting multiple all-stars. So I think it's still, you know, predicated on, you know, losing record. It's a lot more difficult to make the all-star team. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to avoid the whole sticky Wiggins, uh, K-pop, uh, push start thing. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, obviously Andrew Wiggins, uh, named a Western conference all-star starter, uh, and supposedly the Warriors en- enlisted the help of a K-pop star uh, to kind of drive up his votes, uh, supposedly. And uh, that worked. So good for them. Good, good for them. I, I really don't. It, the All-Star game is is what it is. I, I really don't care. In the end, it's just something that you list on their Wikipedia page once they're retired, in my opinion. I, I don't even watch it, to tell you guys the truth. Um, do you watch the All-Star game, Stephen? I do. I okay. actually enjoy – I like All-Star Saturday the most, you know, the three-point, the dunk, and the rookies and sophomore game is fun. I'm excited to see it this year with the addition of the G League Ignite guys. But mm. – so I like those more than the All-Star game, but I'll watch all the festivities that weekend. Sounds good. What about you, Trey? I don't watch, but when a guy retires, I do think it's something that gets listed. Oh, yeah. Definitely. In the accolade. So it does matter. 
you know how many games you get to. I don't know about starting spots. That's that kind of eh. that's that's more saved for like the nuanced of the greats of the greats. You know how many starting spots did you get? But I think it's really all star selection. So really for me, it's about making the team. So starters for me, I. I just kind of shrug my shoulders. And we, I know, we know Zach's making it, so yeah. I, from a Bulls perspective, that's what I'm worried about, and I know that's safe. And I believe that there's um, financial incentives tied a lot of times to making the All-Star game. Is that right, Stephen? Do you know anything about that? Um, it honestly depends on the player. Like, I know Rudy Gobert a couple of years ago before we signed this extension had it in his contract. Mm-hmm. So I remember when he was, like, crying and all upset because his mom was upset that he didn't make it and he should have. Mm-hmm. I believe that year he also did have, like, I think it was, like, a $100,000 incentive. I know Jalen Brown has what's considered a likely incentive that goes against the Celtics cap mm-hmm. that Jalen Brown makes the All-Star team, which now looks like it might become an unlikely incentive which actually <laughs> the Celtics get out of the luxury tax. So that's oh. an interesting caveat. So yeah, it honestly depends what the, what the player's agent negotiates in there, depending if they're that caliber of player. Yes, they will get that bonus, but again, completely dependent on the contract and the player. It's not something you see in every contract. So that, that makes those, uh, again, that uh, Andrew Wiggins situation a little sticky because there might be somebody uh, in the Western Conference that, you know, is looking for an all-star selection that is going to be jipped out of that now because the internet, Twitter, NBA Twitter decided it'd be funny to get Andrew Wiggins in the starting lineup. And, hey, look, Andrew Wiggins is a good player. I don't I don't want to disparage him. I'm glad he made it. I'm happy for him, man. Um, I just think maybe somebody more deserving – might be left off of the roster, uh, which is unfortunate for them. Uh, but anyways, let's move on, guys, to our meat of the program here. And let's talk about the trade deadline. But before we do, guys, I want to go ahead and tell you, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest... Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. Check out our Sports Ethos DFS team, which includes me, Keith, or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So, um, yeah, don't, go play that, man. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. You pick five or ten player props over-unders, and um, you win, a, you know, again, just like I said, the share of the money when you win. Uh, you can actually use my link to sign up if you want to. You can go to my uh, Twitter page, which is at BSBPKeith, and sign up with the link that's in my bio. And if you do that, you definitely get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So, um, fantastic stuff, man. But, yeah. So Trey and I, uh, Stephen, just spent maybe 25 minutes to 30 minutes talking about some real deficiencies that the Bulls have. Um, We just keep getting tore apart over and over. I would say probably three games in the last two weeks, we've been picked apart by the 1-5 pick and roll uh, where we put Vooch, you know, they put Vooch in that drop coverage because that's really all he can play. Uh, And then our point of attack defense is just awful. Um, and, and, you know, a big part of that is because we don't have Lonzo Ball. We don't have Alex Caruso. Those, those guys are out six to eight weeks. But an even bigger part of that, even before those guys were down, is because we don't have Patrick Williams. And that's kind of – it's just such an important part of our defensive strategy is to have a guy like that that can recover and help out with our, our deficiencies and guarding, you know, stuff like the, the one in five pick and roll. So 
I think the biggest need for the team when it comes to the trade deadline, which is less than two weeks away, we're, we're officially less than two weeks away from it. Um, I think the biggest need, Trey, is to get a swingman, quote unquote, or a four, a bigger body that can rebound and play that defense, right? Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, or even um, one that can slot up to a five. Like uh, a Holmes from the Sacramento Kings is someone who I kind of have in mind. That you know could play the four beside Vooch because he can you know he can stretch the floor but yeah somewhere someone in that four role that bigger four not you know you don't want a three who's playing up to a four you want right. a real four right and I know you just wrote an article Trey I'm gonna ask you about this also about um, the return of the big man the return of the four so I'm thinking that's probably at the top of your mind when you give me that answer so tell me a little bit about that man I want you to plug your stuff too I mean you know it's it's good stuff I was you had me interested. Uh, I mean, I, I don't plug a whole lot, but just you see the success that Memphis is having with Jaron Jackson Jr. playing beside Steven Adams. You see the success that Cleveland has with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. You see, if you look at the numbers for Giannis, of course it's Giannis. He's putting up great numbers regardless, but the numbers when he plays without Bobby Portis compared to when he gets to have Bobby Portis you know, playing with him, he has that big beside him. It you know they go to one of the best teams in the league. Even Kevin Durant, you know they they do their best to to play another big beside of him so Kevin Durant can be that four and just kind of roam and wreak havoc like a free safety on defense and not have to worry about protecting the rim. So as the league has evolved into contesting three pointers and you know not everyone lives by the three and dies by the three. I think the that big man is kind of coming back a little bit. So the Bulls need to find one. And, and, you know, that kind of ties in, and I know we're kind of we're getting a little bit off subject here. This still ties into what the Bulls need and where our deficiencies are. Um, obviously, we want to stick to the Bulls. But th- this also reminds me of, you know, there's a big conversation now in the NBA circles about the return of the mid-range uh, and how that's more important now because that's the shot that teams are giving. And that's a shot that, you know, the guys that can take and make those shots are, are you know, making – 
making hay. They're, they're making their teams better. And so you talk about DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine um, that can get into that mid-range, hit that jumper with efficiency. Uh, it's really, it's, 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 that's what makes a star basically in the NBA. You talk about Chris Paul from other teams, right? Um, so, you know, if you're looking for a four like that also, I think that that makes sense. Um, I don't know how the spacing would, I mean, I think Vooch can step out to the three. Uh, I think you're right about that. If you get someone like a Rashawn Holmes, um, so that helps. Um, let me ask Stephen Bagel. I don't want to, I don't want to leave you out of this, man. I know you're not a Bulls fan. You're a Sixers fan, but from the outside looking in, looking in, what do you think the Bulls' biggest needs are right now? I think they need a pretty decent amount of help. And again, you guys watch the games more than I do, so you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think they need help in the rebounding department. And I know that's something that Keith and I spoke about when he came on Bird Rights to talk about the Bulls and potential trade targets. So, I mean, is that something you guys agree with? or? Yeah, we, we saw that tonight, Trey. Um, and it's not necessarily the – it's not the initial – so the initial defense pulls Vooch away from the basket on that pick and roll. And that's part of the benefit of the teams running it against us because when Vooch is away from the basket, um, I mean, we can rebound, we can rebound by committee, but it's a deficiency for sure. There, there needs to be a better guy there. So you're not wrong. Right. When we say we need a bigger four, part of that is having a guy who can protect the rim when Vooch gets pulled away, because you're right. We, when DeMar can get six rebounds, when IO can get six rebounds, that's great. But the, you don't want them to be the, the people that are around the rim protecting, you know, challenging shots, getting those boards if you if you can avoid it. So to me, I think part of addressing that rebounding problem is trying to bring in that four, which, you know, if Patrick Williams was here, we wouldn't need that again. I, I feel like I, I need to bring that up because it's it's something that the Bulls knew was, you know, something that teams need to succeed. And the Bulls have one if they were healthy, but they, you know as the saying has been the entire bull season, if they were healthy. And I think what we're talking about here, and if I was to put it just kind of bullet points, what the bulls are looking for here at the trade deadline in a few weeks. Um, if I'm Arturus, Car- I'm going to try to say that. Arturus Karnasovas, and I'm Mark Eversley. That's the first time I've said Arturus's name in full on the podcast, by the way. I was very nervous, so I got through it, though. Don't worry. Uh, if I'm if I'm those guys, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for what you what we were talking about there with the defense, a four, bigger body. Uh, doesn't necessarily need to be a John Collins or, or something like that, but a bigger body that can help a little bit with the rebounding, but more so help with the defensive deficiencies and, and help us with recovering off of the initial action on, on the offensive side from our opponents. And number two, what I'm looking for is a bigger body to rebound, which is what Steven brought up. And so I'm looking for them to add a four and I'm looking for them to add a backup five to replace Tony Bradley, who has now fallen out of the rotation tray. We haven't seen him in I think three games now, or if we, or if we did, we saw him for like a minute and a half. So uh, I definitely think that they're going to get a backup center. Um, and I do think that they're looking in there in the market for a, a four that can defend. So I'm, I'm talking about like a Robert Covington, a Tory Craig. I know I bring those guys up all the time. I'm talking about um, if you can somehow get him and convince Toronto a Pascal Siakam. I've seen those, those rumors out there. Um, if you can add that and a backup center, I think this team's much improved, but what does that accomplish, Trey? Where does it, where does that get us? I mean, I think that gets us, assuming the team comes back healthy again, I think that gets us back into where 
I'm saying, you know, title contenders. You're saying the, you know, pseudo title contenders. But I think I think you're right on the money. So, Stephen, now that you know what the Bulls need, according to Keith and Trey, you know, and of course, you know, we know just as much as the GM. So just take it as gospel. <laughs> um, as we go through these players, we're getting ready to go through on the trade deadline. Just keep the Bulls in mind. And let us know what ones you think would be the best fits. Because don't worry, we're both going to let you know everyone that we like. Yeah. Okay. Before we get started, and again, I know Keith has already sent me a list of some guys to talk about. I have a few pretty cheap backup centers that I really think would fit well. Uh-huh. So do you mind if I bring those up quickly before no, yeah. into it? it? Yeah. Okay. So the Bulls are in a little bit of a tax dilemma because... They're right. about exactly $3 million below the tax. Right. And ironically, they have a $5 million player or traded player exception from Daniel Tice being signed and traded. Right. So, or, yeah, from being traded. So you can use that full traded player exception and stay under the tax unless you know there's a subsequent move made. Mm-hmm. So a few guys, there's four backup centers that I like that fit within that trade exception. One of them would put you under the tax or, you, or would put you over the tax, so you would need a subsequent move. But that player, I think, is probably the best fit out of all of them. So the three guys I have, Ennis Canner or Ennis Freedom, as he goes right. by now, from the Boston Celtics, I think – I believe if the Celtics just get off of him and do nothing else and stay in pat, they would get under the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. So that's So they have incentive easy, to get rid of him. Yeah, so that's an easy guy that, you know, you probably don't even have to give up a second round of four. You just – you give one of those fake second rounders that are top 55 protected that are never going to convey, and that's right. that. So he's virtually probably free. Mm-hmm. Willie Hoon and Gomez, who's been playing phenomenal mm-hmm. the last two games with Jonas Valanciunas out. Mm-hmm. He's at $2.3 million. So, again, you guys owe about $2.9 million to the luxury mm-hmm. tax. So you still wouldn't be quite there. Um, and then Trey Lyles from the Detroit Pistons has been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's more of what Trey was talking – or what both of you were talking about as, you know, that bigger body four that could play the five a right. little – he could stretch the floor some. He could rebound well. So I really like the Trey Lyles fit actually. And again, Detroit's rebuilding. They're, they're willing to sell for veterans. So he's so he's but he would put us over the luxury tax. What's his what's his salary? No, Trey Lyles, I believe. Let me pull it up. I have the cap sheet in front of me. He's I believe he's at two point five. About oh, he's okay. two five exactly as the player option next year for two point six. Okay, so okay. He, so he same thing as William Gomez. He puts you close and may cap you from doing a subsequent trade. Right. And we'll get into that when we talk about um the bigger names. Right. That we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but. Him alone doesn't put you in the tax. Now, the so past- I, well, before you talk about that, Steve, let me let me just say I like those three names that you mentioned there. I um, I like him as freedom. I, li- I like him as a backup center for sure. I like him in like a 20 minute role. Uh, I think he definitely helps on the boards. Right. That's yeah. like his specialty. He's he's a really good rebounder, uh, good offensive player too. defense is suspect. But I mean, it, that really doesn't matter. Um, too much with this Bulls team, honestly. Um, I think he would fit pretty well. And then uh, I, I really like Trey Lyles. I, 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 I've always liked that guy, um, you know, even back from his Spurs days. I, I just think he's a good player. Um, he can hit the three. I don't know his defense, though. I don't know if he's a really good defensive player. I haven't watched enough of him play to, to know that. Um, Trey, have you watched a lot of Trey Lyles? 
I have not what I have watched. I was not impressed by his defense. Mm. So, you know, that's that's a concern coming in. But he would be a nice a nice addition to have. I'm not as excited about uh, adding Enos Cantor Freedom. Mm. Um, for me, I, I feel like when he's in, his usage is just so high on the offensive end mm-hmm. that I I have other players that I would rather just see the Bulls have touched the ball and considering that's kind of where his value is I just I don't know necessarily want his value for this team but I also don't like him so I'm probably you know that might just be part of it but mm. I, I don't want to root for that guy <laughs> you're not wrong uh he does uh, he does like to make a scene about um some, some crap that he doesn't uh, seem to really understand but anyways uh so you said you have another name for us Stephen what was the other name I actually have two more names. One of them like, just came to mind. What do you think about Paul Millsap? Because it's been reported that the Nets are going to be getting rid of him. Yeah. So again, same thing as um, Freedom. He's not going to cost nearly anything. Mm-hmm. You just you probably just have to clear roster spots. So whether that's waving Alfonso McKinney, trading mm-hmm. him to like an OKC just to clear the roster spot and the salary. That's again. Yeah. I think he's pretty washed. Yeah. But he, a bigger body who could get rebounds, so maybe he's, you know, 12 minutes and I could help out. Um, uh, yeah, good. The one guy that I do like, though, and when Keith was just talking about how they get destroyed by the one and five pick and roll, where because Vucevic plays drop and can really, he doesn't have the lateral quickness to keep up with these guys in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of one guy that fits perfectly within the trade exception at exactly $5 million. Mm-hmm. It would probably actually. I just looked. This guy is actually 5.1 million, mm. so you'd have to do like a Troy Brown Jr. swap for him instead of the trade mm. exception. Mm. So, and that's fine because you know if you use a five million dollars trade exception, then you go in the luxury tax. So right. let's say this player for Troy Brown Jr. in a three-teamer, because that's the only way I see this team giving him up, and that's Kevon Looney. Mm. Um, I'm just thinking of a scenario where Golden State goes after like a Miles Turner to really solidify them being the monsters with their starting five. Mm-hmm. And giving up like a James Wiseman and Kevon Looney. Indiana's going to have no need for Kevon Looney. So flip him to Chicago in a three-teamer. Troy Brown Jr. goes to Indiana. Something like that. I mean, if it just costs Troy Brown Jr., I don't, I like Kevon Looney. I like him well enough. Um, you know, I, I think he's he brings the things to the, the center position that Vucevic doesn't. Um, you know, he, he play, he's a good defender. He, he screens well. Um, he rebounds really well. Uh, I know he's been putting up double-digit rebounds recently without Draymond Green in that lineup. So, um, yeah, I, I'd be on board with that. Uh, Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I'd absolutely be on board with that. And I think he might be available. The The Warriors have played better Weisman's when he's going not. Back too. Yeah, yeah the Warriors have played better when he's not on the court compared to when he's on. Not that they've been bad when he's on the court, but Bielitsa's been good. When he's been out there, Wiseman will be coming back. Draymond's there. They've got Kaminga, who's been able to play some small ball five. And part of what Looney offers is, you know, he's going to take that regular season punishment. He, he might not contribute a lot in the playoffs, but in the regular season, he's going to eat those minutes. You know, he's going to be the guy that's in there night after night. And that might be hard for them to give up, even if Wiseman comes back, just because he's he hasn't shown to be able to stay on the court. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just overall depth between Wiseman, Bielitsa, Kaminga, 
and green yeah. like that's that's the front court right there not even counting you know if you play wiggins at the four at all with you know pool clay and curry yeah you have to um I think they have to – I don't think they have to, but I think it makes a lot of sense for the Warriors to consolidate a lot of that um, talent that they have. So I do think he's, he would be available, um, You know, especially like you said, Wiseman's coming back. I'm, I'm high on Wiseman. Uh, if they would somehow give me a James Wiseman, I, I would go for it, but I don't think they're going to do that, not not for what we have. Not, definitely not for Troy Brown Jr. But, yeah, if it just costs Troy Brown Jr. to get Kevin Mooney, um, I, I'm all for that. Now, Paul Millsap – the Bulls were linked to him in the offseason. He was our—he was supposedly, reportedly, uh, the Bulls were his second choice. Uh, and he chose the Nets over us. And then he hasn't been happy with his role on the Nets. Um, I, I've always liked Paul Millsap. Uh, I've liked his game. I do think uh, Stephen's right in, in saying that he's, you know, quote-unquote washed. I, I think he's a little older now. Uh, I don't know how much value he brings uh, it, you know, compared to what he used to do, which was very good. He, was, he used to be a very, very good player. Uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind him, man. I think he's got that versatility still, um, maybe not the foot speed, but, um, can board and has the basketball IQ to cover up his deficiencies, uh, athletically. So what do you think about that, Trey? I mean, if, if we had Paul Millsap, you know, it'd be like a buyout situation. We wouldn't give up anything. Um, how do you feel about Paul Millsap? I like him more than Tyler Cook. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's who's playing yeah, backup like, center for us now. Uh, right, like Stephen Bagel. Right, Mil- Millsap's going to be the backup big coming off the bench. That that would be his role, and I like him more than Tyler Cook. So yeah, that that's the bar that yeah. we have to climb. Yeah. Um. So yeah, out of those names, I don't think he's the most compelling, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Um. All right. So. Bigger moves. Let's talk about some bigger, bigger fish to fry, Stephen. Um, why don't you get, just give us give us your top targets here that you have for the Bulls, and uh, we can discuss them. Okay. Well, the biggest one I think most Bulls fans and almost every fan base is looking at is Jeremy Grant. Mm. I think it's a foregone conclusion he gets traded just because I think his value is at an all time high, and the Pistons would be, you know, it would be organizational malpractice not to um, move him with this kind of value that he has. So. He actually fits in just about perfectly in the scenario that I laid out. So as I said, the Bulls have about $2.9 million to spend to avoid the luxury tax. Right. Jeremy Grant's exactly $20 million. If we add Derek Jones Jr. and Patrick Williams, that's $17.1, which means that's exactly – you're gaining two point nine in salary. Mm. So you'd be 76000 under the luxury tax. So you just beat the luxury tax threshold. Mm. So – I guess that's my question for you guys. Would you be willing to part with Patrick Williams in a scenario where you'd be getting Jeremy Grant? Keep in mind, Jeremy Grant is no. eligible. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. We're just going to say no. Uh, well, no. No. Yeah. yeah. Go, go listen to uh, – if you guys haven't you, yet, if you're out there listening. Sorry, Trey. One, real quick. Let me plug our episode here. Go go listen to Call Us Patrick Williams Stands If You Must, uh, which is our episode name. Uh, but, yeah, we talked about this. Go ahead, Trey. Oh, I was going to say, you can go ahead, Stephen, and say what you were going to say, but I, I just wanted to let you know what my answer was. <laughs> well, what I was going to say was Jeremy Grant's going to be eligible this offseason for four years, $128 million extension. Right. And from what I've heard and what's been reported, he's going to want that from whoever he's traded to. Sure. So you're going to have to yeah. pony up $28 million a year for him after next year's deal. It just feels like it. Outside of okay, outside of the basketball fit, which I know we've already gone over, Trey, it feels like to me uh, when you're talking about Jeremy Grant, 
this guy, he's been asking for the world ever since he had that big, you know, playoffs with the uh, with the Nuggets, right? And it just feels like he's going to ask for the world wherever he goes. He thinks he's, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's not. He's a good player. He's fine. But I just feel like in his mind, he's a lot. He feels like he's a lot better than he actually is. Uh, and I don't think being in Detroit and being the main dog there, the alpha there for a while, has done any wonders there. So I, just from that standpoint, I wouldn't want it. Um, but when we're talking about a basketball standpoint also, uh, yeah, I don't think he, he doesn't fit that mold. He's not, uh, he's a fine two way player. He's not like a, a net negative, uh, in the way that DeMar DeRozan can be individually on defense, but, uh, I just don't see him as a fantastic fit with the bulls. Uh, I'll let you cap your points here. Uh, Trey, uh, give me your bullet points here. Cause I know we've already kind of passed this over. Yeah, I just don't think he's a fit, especially with as much uh, attention as he wants to be able or focus as he wants to have on the offensive end. It's I thought it might be a good fit if he was willing to go back to that Denver Nuggets mindset, but that's that's not where he wants to be. And I I get wanting to maximize your talents, wanting to see what you can do at your best. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's not what the Bulls need from him. So to me, that. I'm I'm hoping they they just have eyes elsewhere. Yeah, I I, don't, I just don't see it happening. Um, but hey, Stephen, if we did end up getting Jeremy Grant, you said he's eligible for an extension this offseason. So does that mean he's on an expiring contract? Is that correct? Oh, he has one more year on his deal after this year. Okay. So so, we're, so where would that put us if we're trying? Because we need to extend Zach Levine this offseason. Okay. Well, the Bulls right now are projected before you put in Zach Levine's cap hold at 102 million dollars next year. So Levine is eligible for pre- the salary cast projected at 119 million. He's able to get 30% of that to start. So that's mm-hmm. 35.7 million. So that puts you at about what 138 million. The tax line is 145. So you still wouldn't quite be at the tax. You'd have a 138 million dollars with 12 guys under contract, assuming you keep Alfonso McKinney. If you let him go with his non-guaranteed, that fees up a little bit more money, and then obviously a roster spot. Um, Where it does get interesting is if Levine makes an All-NBA team, he's super max eligible. Mm. So then you get 35% of the cap. So I project that to be based off the cap 41 million 650 thousand. So that's an extra six million dollars. So that's where you know, you're really pushing the tax line. And again, yeah. the Bulls might be fine if, you know, they're the two seed in the East right now. If they're going to be that competitive, they might not they might not mind paying the tax. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, man, we've we followed Chicago sports long enough to know that that's probably not the case, right, Trey? Uh, but uh, but let's hope so, man. Let's, I, let's, I, I think <laughs> they will. They, yeah. <laughs> they, I, they were primed to be going into the tax for the Derrick Rose years. They, yeah. There was no way around it. And they had mentioned they they had came out and said they were willing to go in the tax for a contender. I I think they were willing to pay it for Derrick Rose and that team. And I think I think adding Vooch, I think adding Demar, adding Lonzo, I think the Bulls have to be committed to paying the tax because you have Zach Levine coming up, but you also have Kobe White coming up. You're going to have Io coming up soon because he is a second round pick. He's not a first round pick, so I'm pretty sure he comes up what a year or two earlier. For his extension, I'm not sure. I'm do not you know sure that, when it's even off the top of your head, or, or do you have that in front of you? Yeah, Io has one more year on his deal after this year, so after next year he's an expired. And I um, believe Kobe's up then as well. Yeah, right. And they'll be re- they'll be restricted. I'm pretty sure. So like, we'll be, the Bulls will be able to match. 
but in matching, they will be going into the luxury tax. So I think I think that's something that the Bulls have already come come to terms with. And mm-hmm. part of adding AK, part of adding Eversley, and this big turnaround, this kind of you know coming to grips with what the franchise had become and how it needed to change, part of that is sustaining that success. Mm. Well, maybe they will then, but that didn't actually. Uh, Steven, thank you for that information because actually that's not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it'd be like something where like we'd have to like get rid of somebody to to keep uh, Jeremy Grant and and Zach Levine. But uh, who's who's the next guy on your list? Let's talk about John Collins. Mm-hmm. So it's been speculated that John Collins is on the trade block. Yeah. I personally don't believe. Again, this is speculation. I don't have any inside sources or anything on this. Right. But I don't think him and Trey Young get along. I mean, mm-hmm. John Collins came out at the beginning of last year, said he doesn't like the style that the Hawks play, where Trey Young is so ball-dominant. They mm-hmm. worked it out. They re-signed him, obviously, after going to need some conference finals. And then another report came out that John Collins isn't happy. So, right. I again, speculation, but there has to be a reason they're trading him because I think he's a fine player. Yeah. So, again, there is a scenario. I have two scenarios laid out, one including Patrick Williams. You guys said you don't want to move him for Jeremy Grant, so I can't imagine you wanting to move him for John Collins either. Uh, I, I could, I could maybe be talking to it. Um, I am higher. Okay. So I think Trey, I, I think if you recall uh, the first time we brought this up, I think it was maybe about a week ago, this started circulating on Twitter. Um, and, 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 and I wasn't super high on it at that point. Um, I, I hadn't really had time to digest it. My initial reaction was, I don't see the fit with him and Booch next to each other, but now, you know, now that I think about it more and more, um, I mean, I love John Collins. I think he's a fantastic ball player, like Steven said. I think he you know, has the ability to hit the three-point shot. Fantastic defensive player. Fantastic rebounder. Uh, he, he he hits all the all the check marks, all the things that we need. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about is that foot speed, um, you know, getting from one side of the floor to the other uh, in order to cover up the defensive woes that we have, which is what Patrick Williams did so well. So I don't, I don't see him fitting in uh, that well. I don't think that that's, you know, the role that he's going to be able to fill for us. But I think everything else he checks for me. Yeah, I I would like to have him. I don't know that I would move Patrick Williams for him. I When it first came out, I entertained the idea. But I, I think I would still like to keep him. I saw the reports were that for Atlanta, it was Trey Young and Capella were untouchable. Everybody else was on the table. I'd put Patrick Williams on the table for Okongwu. Hmm. Interesting. Really? You're that high on him, huh? I think, yeah, I was higher. I was higher on a Kongwu than I was Patrick Williams coming out of the draft. And I'm not necessarily higher on him than Patrick Williams. I think Patrick Williams is probably the better player. But I think in terms of giving the Bulls what they need, I think a Kongwu might fit better. And I think he could maybe be a long-term replacement for Vooch. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to chew on that a little bit more. I haven't seen Okongwu play a whole lot. Um, I, I do like him. Um, I do like what he brings to the table. I think he's, you know, for the center position, what the Bulls need from the center position. Uh, defensively, I think he's a lot better than Vooch. Um, but that, that offense, I, I think, from what I've seen, still kind of raw. So that that's my one concern there. But uh, it's interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to chew on that a little bit more. Um, but, hey, Steven, so so with John Collins, what's his uh, what's his salary situation like? He just signed this offseason, so right. he has four years plus a player option. He's making $23 million this year. So conceivably, 
you could do, let's just say, the Bulls say, look, Patrick Williams isn't going to be on the table. I'm not sure a deal gets done then. But theoretically, you could do Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., and Kobe White and still be 700000 under the luxury tax. Hmm. So, again, you might have to throw in that Blazers protect yeah. lottery protected pick that's protected for the next seven years in the lottery. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how enticing your 2027 or 2028 first would be, but those are really the only three first you could trade. And then you only have, you know, I think three seconds and 26, 27, 28 at your, at the Bulls disposal to trade. So that's where I think Patrick Williams might have to come in. If you wanted John Collins caliber player, just cause I don't know if Kobe white alone with maybe mm. that's pick. That's lottery protected, and they could potentially blow it up sooner rather than later. I think I think it'd have to be a three-team trade if we were to to get John Collins, because I, I think what we'd want to trade away is, like you said, Pastor Williams, who's not necessarily somebody who's going to contribute this year. Um, he might come back. He's probably going to come back from his injury. Uh, according to reports, that's going well. He's probably going to come back for the Bulls, so I'm excited about that. But um, still very raw on the offensive end. I don't, you know, I don't think he's. Uh, Good enough for the Hawks to get rid of one of their top, I don't know, three players. I would, I would think, right, for John Collins, yep. one of their top three. Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't see, I don't see that happening unless you throw a third team in there that wants younger assets and and has an older asset. Uh, maybe, maybe the Detroit Pistons with Jeremy Grant or something. Maybe he goes to the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Trey? Well, the Pacers with like Demonte Sabonis, something like that. Yeah. Right. But- Okay. Yeah, I think it, I think if Patrick Williams is not involved, it would definitely have to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Troy Brown's still fairly young. Um, Derek Jones Jr. I think is pretty young. Maybe you could find a team that you know, like like you mentioned, the Pistons or the Pacers that would want some of that young talent along with maybe a, the distant future Bulls first round pick. But to me, it's just it's it's hard to make a deal like like Stephen said without Patrick Williams. Let's uh, Stephen. Let's hit a few more. So give us um, give us two more names here. Okay, let's go with. I'm gonna just lump these guys together because they're on the same team and make just about the same salary. Robert mm-hmm. Covington and Larry Nance Jr. Yeah. So Covington's about 13 million. He's expiring, and then um, Nance is at 10.7, and he actually has a descending contract where he's at 9.7 next year. So he would put you in the tax, but it wouldn't completely hamper you in a trade. So that's something where you could probably do for Nance. You could do Derek Jones Jr. Straight up. It would, maybe the Blazers would take their pick back mm. in that scenario. But again, I feel like that could have been accomplished in the Larry market and trade. The Bulls preferred the pick over Nance. Right. And then Nance ended up going to pull. Then you guys ended up getting the pick. Yeah. So that I'm not sure how the front office would feel about it just because they probably had a chance at Nance and then instead they looped in the third team and Nance went to that third team. Um, Covington, same thing. It would probably have to be like a Derek Jones Jr. and a Troy Brown Jr. But then that would require the Trailblazers taking on salary while they're also trying to get out of the tax. So that leads me to think like a Troy Brown Jr. and Kobe White. And I don't know, is giving up Kobe White worth 40 games plus playoffs to Robert Covington? Mm. I, that I'm I'm not sure. No. That, that <laughs> Trey, I, knew, I knew Trey was going to be a quick no on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you could get some assurance that 
uh, Covington would you know resign. And I think he's he's I think he's like what thirty four or something. Like, he's got to be up there in age, right? He's not, for Covington. No, he's not that old, but let's see. How old is Robert Covington? Robert Covington age. I'd say thirty one, maybe. He is 31. Okay, yeah. So he's 31. Okay. So if you can get an assurance that he's going to stick around, you know, say maybe sign another like two year contract or something like that. Um, I'm probably still a no, but I'm less of a no. I'm less of a quick no, <laughs> like like Trey was. So I, I I still don't think that. Yeah, I still don't think I'd want to give um, Kobe White up. I think Kobe fills a, a nice role for us with scoring off the bench. Um, but I do like those two names. I, now, what do you think, Stephen? Um, you know, front office guy. You might know a little bit more about this than us. What do you think about the odds that either – I don't think it's going to happen with Nance, but maybe Robert Covington is bought out uh, if he doesn't get traded? I can't. If they're going to get rid of him, I think they're going to trade him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they, they gave up two first-round picks for him. I think at least they let him play out the year and then at least retain his bird rights to hope to do a sign-and-trade. Because only three teams really are cast space this summer, and they're all rebuilding teams. I believe it's San Antonio, Detroit, and OKC. I think I think Memphis could get there, but with that said, I, I think they would rather hold on, retain his bird rights, and hope for a sign and trade than mm-hmm. buy. Okay, because that's my hope. Is my hope is that there, there's going to be a you know a buyout market, and the Bulls can kind of add somebody uh, on the fringes like that. Uh, and still, still stay below that luxury tax, so we have a little bit of wiggle room here. Uh, that, any other guys? Good. I was gonna say that might be where your boy Thaddeus Young comes into play. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually, you know, that you're reading my mind, man. You, this is perfect. So yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. So, so that would have to be a buyout with the Spurs, and that's actually something that might could happen here because they, they're just not playing that guy. So uh, he's got to be upset, right? Yeah, they're not playing him, and honestly, if they played him. He played well last year. He would have value, and they could probably flip him for, yeah. I would say, I don't know, two seconds. Right. But because they're not playing him, everyone everyone in the league is speculating, okay, we're going to buy him out, so why would we give up an asset for him? We're just going right. to wait for him to be in the buyout market. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls, I'm sure. Well, the Bulls can't reacquire him anyway because they traded him to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So they would have to get him on the buyout. But that's the name I'd be looking out in the buyout market if I'm um, if I'm the Bulls. I would absolutely love that. Trey, how would you how would you feel, Trey, if we had a return of Mr. Thad Young? Thaddeus, the young youngest, <laughs> the guy that we love here. How do you feel about that? Oh, I my heart would be so full. It would just be it would be fantastic. Um you were talking about teammates a minute ago, Covington and Nance Jr. I'm team Nance, by the way, full full mm-hmm. on, on that one. Um Another set of teammates, Barnes and Holmes. I, I brought them up a little bit earlier. If the Bulls were were going to be able to get one of them, which one do you think it would be? I think it would be Harrison Barnes because I don't know if Holmes and Vucevic could really play together. Holmes is, yeah. or not Holmes. Uh, Barnes is only 29 still. Yeah. Yeah, I would say of those guys, I think um, – Barnes would be the one I would want also. I, I'm just not high on either. Well, I'm high. I actually am high on Rashawn Holmes, but I have the same concerns that Steven has about being able to play with each other. I know I said, you know, Vooch can step out. So it, it might could work. Um, you know, we've seen stuff like that. We Obviously, you've got you know, the Cavaliers, but they've got Evan Mobley, who's just a absolute incredible stud on defense and just so athletic. So I, I just don't know if that's going to be the best fit. Um yeah, but, to uh, me, to me, if you get Holmes, he you're you're getting him to be more your backup, and then if you have to play him in like a bigger role, like 
you know, tonight when you're getting abused on the boards or if you went in the the playoffs and went against the Cavaliers, maybe have Holmes and Vooch. To me, Holmes is more the backup. But yeah, I, I I'm also Team Barnes. I just I wanted to get your guys's I wanted to gauge what you guys thought because to me, I feel like the Kings are itching to make a move. And AK seems like the type who's going to swoop in and take advantage of a desperate team. They're just itching to give away all their players, but uh, you need to stop giving your personal information to your ISP. Uh, on top of overcharging, your ISP is allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Yeah, we're sports uh, sports ethos now. We used to be hoopball. That's what the link is. Deal with it. Uh, to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription, it's super easy. Turning it on just takes one click, and it works great with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass, too. Once more, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months right now. Um, Steven, did you have any other guys down there? Um, let me let me ask you this, because we're actually uh, – we can bring this up since you're with us here. We're actually in your uh, – I don't want to break any news that you're going to break here, but it's fine. Bulls fans will know, but everyone else will have to wait. But uh, we're in a, a little uh, trade deadline mock with you, uh, Steven, and I'm running the Bulls. And so I pulled off this uh, this <laughs> this ridiculous trade because uh, it looks like Toronto is just uh, having a fire sale and trying to kickstart uh, kickstart their, their rebuild here. But uh, I traded uh, Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., and Ayo Desumu, uh for Pascal Siakam. It's a three-team trade. And the other trade, the other team in there is what? Who is it? OKC. Um, OKC, Toronto, and Chicago made that trade. And so It's actually OKC. So they Man, I was going to talk about how OKC won the deal <laughs> and just not mention that I was the GM. The deal. So, so thank you for ruining that great bit I had yeah. just ready to go. So you feel like you won the deal, Trey? I mean, you do get Io. I, I'm very sad to give up Io. This was before. This was before Io had those string of good games too. But uh, go ahead, go ahead, tell me what you think. I believe Toronto um, actually got Patrick Williams in that deal as well. Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Patrick Williams yeah. and Kobe. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just making sure. I, I, I was going to yeah, say I that cut, sounded like. I cut short. Yeah, I cut short what I gave up. I'm sorry. That was way too little. So I gave up Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., Ayadisumu, Patrick Williams, and Kobe White. Uh, Toronto's getting Patrick Williams and Kobe White. Uh, OKC is getting Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., and Io. Sorry about that. Yeah. So thanks for clarifying there. So yeah, I give up basically all of our young guys, but I get Pascal Siakam back. So uh, Trey, how do you win that deal? And I don't win that deal. Because you have to give up Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., <laughs> Troy Brown Jr., and Io. Whereas yeah. the Thunder, as the Thunder, I get Io DeSumo, who is, you know, amazing. Troy Brown Jr., who is, what, 22 years old, I think. Super underrated as a young prospect who is only getting better. And Derek Jones Jr., a guy who can jump out of the gym, play some small ball five. Three quality guys, someone who might be able to be a starter on a contender in Io eventually. And all I had to give up was a 2025 76ers first round pick. Like, that's, that's a pretty it. good that's a pretty good trade for you, I would say so. I think the Bull I think the Bulls do well too though. I, I Pascal Siakam on this team, I would take it, man. I the way he's been playing recently too. Uh I didn't play very well against the Bulls, but uh 
man, he, he's the guy that fits that our every single, he fits all of our needs. He, he's a guy that can play a backup center. He's a guy that can defend just like Patrick Williams, get from side to side of the floor. He's a guy that, it, it, that can score and, and distribute too. Um, he's already been on a championship team. Uh, I, I, this guy checks every single box. This is the guy that we want Patrick Williams to be. So I'm okay giving up all that future stuff to have my guy right now. What do you think, Steven? What are your thoughts here? You know, I, at first I was like, okay, because again, I'm trying to micromanage everyone, say, okay, let's make this as realistic as possible. First I was like, eh, I don't know, because Turvano really did blow it up. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything, but when the game of Siakam, I was like, you know what, that is a phenomenal package. I think if Masai Ujiri was off of that, I really think he would really have to consider it. Yeah, I mean, they get they get Patrick Williams, Kobe White, and a first from the, from the uh, from OKC. I, I that's not bad for them either. It's I think it's it works all ways. Obviously, this is predicated, and we're not going to ruin anything, uh, Stephen. But uh, this is predicated on the assumption that that Toronto is going to blow it up, which I, I just don't see them doing that in real life. I think that they're playing very well now, and I think that they have a lot of young talent already on that team. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen in real life. But it was really it was interesting to do, and uh, I would love to have a Pascal Siakam on, on this Bulls squad. I think that would really take us to uh, to the top of the pack here. Um, but hey, guys. If you're listening to us on Dash Radio, which I know we are just debuting on whenever this comes out. I don't know when that is. Whatever day it is. This is the, Chicago, the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls show. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Bulls and get all of our show drops. Please go do that now and go check out all of our other content, all of our other shows. Uh, they're all phenomenal because Trey and I do them. So uh, obviously they're great. Um, but Stephen, man. Thank you for coming on and talking trade deadline with us, man. Um, everyone go check out his podcast too, Bird Rights and uh, NBA Goal. Go check them both out. Uh, they're also phenomenal content, and there's just tons of great NBA content out there at Sports Ethos and beyond uh, for us to enjoy. But thanks for coming on, man. I hope you had fun. And uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, drop here? Yeah. Um, everyone be on the lookout for my mock trade deadline article. I'm releasing it in three parts because of how long it is. We still have a few trades going on. Some people have checked out a little bit. I'm trying to get them re-engaged. But, um, but yeah, so that's going to be a three-part article. Right now, I think we have 12 trades done. I'm anticipating us having about 20 done. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I believe I'm going to release the first article on Monday or Tuesday. So, again, be on the lookout for that. Listen to Bird Rights. I had um, Yossi Goslin on. He's Hoops Hype Salary Cap Expert. And yeah, so if you like that nerdy front office stuff, then definitely go and take a listen. Awesome, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, guys. I'm at BSBP Keith. Uh, Trey, where can the people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And Stephen, where can people find you on Twitter? At Bode Pod. Awesome, man. And quickly, guys, before we do sign off, uh, we also want to remind you to use promo code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. I'm going to go get some sleep, man. This Spurs loss has me reeling. Uh, the Bulls play again on Sunday uh, at 2.30. It's an early game, so Mr. Trey, I hope you're around. You and I can jump on and talk about that one. Until next time, guys, go 